Okay, look, what I'm gonna, what I'm about to say is gonna be very, very controversial, but honestly, that's just what this podcast is. It's just me talking about random shit that comes to my mind. Um, I watched Encanto a few days ago, about a week ago, actually, and I have thought about it for a bit. I've had two of the songs stuck in my head, and I want to um, talk about that some more. Uh, I am not super into it. it. It, the whole thing, there's two fairly good songs. You know, the ones I'm talking about, the ones that have been stuck in your head the entire time, time since you watched the film and is the reason you go back to watch the film second time. Um, and it's not the, the best, uh, story-wise either. It, it's not a story that's really been done a lot in general, but it's also not really that interesting of a story if you don't already come from a loving family. Uh, I personally have not had that distinction. I have not, I, I didn't really, I, my family is extremely dysfunctional. And so when I watched Encanto, I couldn't really relate to a lot of the characters because it's, a family working to support each other through the use of their gifts. And uh, I can't... Every single time that I try to help out my family, it was for reasons that I really didn't want to do. My mom guilt-tripped me into doing a lot of shit. And my dad kind of just wanted me to be, you know, masculine and stuff. And I said, fuck that. I don't want to be masculine. That's pretty fucking stupid. That's my spaghetti. Ignore the microwave. Um, so the whole purpose of Encanto, obviously, I'm not the target audience, but it's from, from what I've seen on Twitter, on Facebook, on everything. I don't actually have a Twitter account. This is from people who actually do have a Twitter account, and I've served Twitter a couple times since deleting all of my uh, Twitter accounts. Um... There, it's a lot of the same response that people got from, that people decided to get from Frozen nine years ago. It's a massively popular new thing from Disney specifically that breaks the mold but doesn't really break the mold. Um, a story about family rather than love or romance. And it has maybe one or two good songs in it that everyone obsesses over for the next five years. That's what Encanto is. It's literally just the second coming of Disney's Frozen, but with a Colombian uh, finish to it, essentially. It's kind of just one of those films where if you, if you haven't seen... If you don't look at it hard enough, you'll probably enjoy it a lot, and kids will definitely enjoy it. There's already going to be a lot of kids that enjoy Encanto very, very much, because it's fun, it's interesting, it has a lot of colorful characters, and it has um, very two good songs. It's just not the most creative 
film out there, I don't think. It's kind of just one of those films where instead of... Instead of... Hold on, I have to gather my thoughts really quick. Um, instead of um, understanding... It's focused primarily on character interactions rather than telling the actual story. Because the entire story is told through the characters rather than... That doesn't make any sense. Um, it, that, it's told through the character interactions of the characters rather than just the actual story itself. And I, I, I'm including the house because the house in and of itself is its own character. And that's something that Disney's done for years, giving, giving magical objects their own personality. Um, it's, it's an okay story. It's not one that's really been done a lot before. Although there are uh, plenty of other films regarding fam uh, family interactions um, or even fake family interactions or even people growing closer as a family because it's just, it's literally a family film and I don't mean that as in it's a, it's a movie for, you know, uh, kids. It, it's definitely a kids film but it's also like literally a film meant for families which I guess is Disney's entire tagline. Um... So, so when when you go to the theater without a family and you watch this and you think to yourself, this would be better if I actually have a family to watch it with. God damn it. Um, oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking about... I'm not thinking about the fact that my family isn't close. And that's the reason why I probably have so many negative opinions or uh, so many negative feelings rather than opinions about this film in general. I don't come from that sort of big, happy, everyone gets along family, even though everyone doesn't get along and it's clearly generational trauma, which is the primary focus of the film in general. And, you know, the creators of Encanto had to go through a lot of shit to get some of the characters they want. Louisa um, had to be fought to, to get her as muscular as she is to the point where she's basically Sakura Ogami from Danganronpa and, and because Disney did not think that Louisa would be the most popular character in the film even though she's the most relatable, obviously. Uh, they thought the traditionally uh, adorable, pretty character would be the best, apparently. Um, that's just something I read on Facebook earlier and I don't know how to feel about that. It's, it's weird. Um, I really don't think Disney, modern Disney really knows a lot about its target audience in general. Encanto is obviously a huge deal. It's a very popular movie. It's probably got like a lot of uh, views on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's as I said, it's basically frozen all over again. And eventually, people are going to get tired of hearing, hearing the songs, uh, Pressure, or We Don't Talk About Bruno. Because We Don't Talk About Bruno has already essentially turned into the Encanto version of Let It Go.
100%. <laughs> There's a lot of comparisons that you could easily make about, about Encanto and Frozen. Um, even though uh, Frozen came out like eight years before Encanto did. But it's kind of had the same effect on modern society already as Frozen did in 2013. And I, I have every uh, reason to believe that Encanto is 100% going to win the Oscar for Best Animated Picture, even though it probably doesn't even really deserve it when you look at some of the other animated pictures that have come out in the last year as well. Um, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, I think, also came out in 2021, 20, more so during, towards the beginning of the year. Another, it's another movie I also saw, and it didn't really feel like a Disney movie. It felt like a Kingdom Hearts world brought to life. It... <laughs> Ryan and the Last Dragon was more focused on the world-building aspect of it, whereas Encanto was primarily focused on character-building rather than inventing this world because the, the world-building of Encanto is very, very small. It only, uh, the world building only affects like the, the primary town the, mo the movie essentially takes place in. Raya and the Last Dragon event invented an entirely new world and was not as popular as people probably hoped it was. Which is interesting, um, but I, there wasn't a whole lot of animated movies in 2021. And I think I completely understand why that was in general. There really was not that many movies. Because Ryan the Last Dragon and uh, Encanto are the only two that, that actually come to mind. That's probably on me, though. I can't remember shit. <laughs> like, I, I barely even remember, like, half the movies that came out in 2021 because it was just such a weird fucking year. For films and I don't know what exactly I was excited for um, I mean there were two uh, two pretty big superhero films uh, air quotes with Black Widow and the Suicide Squad uh, one of which was really really good and the other of which was Black Widow <laughs> so um Oh, and then there's also obviously Spider-Man No Way Home, but that feels like a 2022 movie to me for, for some reason. It just, it came out on like very close to Christmas and any Christmas films are usually 2022 movies to me. Um, I guess Spider-Man No Way Home for me would rank kind of in the middle. I haven't really talked about that a whole lot or even really thought about it since uh, anything. Um, I liked... No Way Home for the character interactions, not very much the story. I think there were a lot of plot holes in the story of No Way Home. And I'm just not going to dive into that any further until I, uh, I, I do it on a different episode or something on a different day. Uh, basically, I th and then, um, but there's a lot of, Disney sucks as a company, you know? 
they're kind of like a really, really shitty company that kind of busts out a bunch of these movies that are somewhat creatively create creatively bankrupt, essentially. Mulan, for example, was directed by a white woman and thanked China for filming next to a bunch of uh, essentially concentration camps. So not only was Mulan kind of just like a garbage film, or the 2021 remake of Mulan, or was it 2020? I literally don't remember anything about it. But it was a uh, it was bad and it was kind of like a lot of people started giving it shit. And I think Disney's been kind of ignoring a lot of that. They're making a Lilo and Stitch live action film and that there's no way that's going to turn out okay. So, ultimately speaking, there's just a lot that Disney does that kind of directly harms the movie industry in general. And that kind of includes the MCU. I, ugh, weirdly. The MCU is weird, to be honest, because, like, for every, for every Spider-Man No Way Home, you get a Black Widow. For every Guardians of the Galaxy, you have a Captain Marvel. For every Avengers Infinity War... You have Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, essentially, there, it's really just a 50-50 chance that a Marvel movie is going to be good. And, but no matter what, it's going to be incredibly popular for the sole purpose of it being a Marvel movie. And I don't know if that that's kind of like a national phenomenon. And it's... If every other movie is a Marvel movie, that doesn't really give a lot of other movies the chance to really flourish um, for, what it, it, for what they are. The superhero genre in general is kind of just massively popular right now. And they're really, I don't think there's ever going to be another film out there that's going to encapture an audience the same way that Marvel movies have in a modern, modern uh, time. I really don't think there is. Uh, I work at a movie theater, and the two biggest release releases of 2021 that I saw personally that had like huge rushes, and a lot of people went to go see them are Venom and Spider-Man. Bar none. I know that Venom is a Fox or a Sony directed movie, not Fox. Fox is owned by Disney now. Um, I know that Venom is a Sony Sony Pictures movie, but it, it, it's just they're both still superheroes. Kind of. I haven't actually seen Venom. I'm assuming that Venom is either a superhero or an anti-hero. In the comics, he's an anti-hero. Uh, in the movies, I don't fucking know specifically. But it, Marvel movies are kind of overtaking the industry. And, they're, and like if 
there's not really a lot of movies that are given the chance to flourish. There was a, a good amount of really good movies that I saw in the last year. I saw Nightmare Alley, which was really good. It was directed by Guillermo del Toro. And I thought it was kind of ex- really interesting in what it did. I saw several others that I thought were good, but none of them kind of captured an audience in the same way as Disney movies have, which is not great for movie theaters in general. And Marvel movies aren't really even going to stop within the next few decades, I don't think. I don't know when they're going to decide to reboot the whole thing, but it's pretty clear that from now until 2030, Marvel movies are probably going to be the most popular film seen in theaters, bar none, unless, uh, unless something happens between now and 2030 that causes the extinction of human civilization, which is not something I want to talk about right now. <laughs> but ultimately, I, I, I just generally think that Disney is kind that the Disneyfication of films is doing more harm than good to the movie industry because you can have a lot of people on Twitter completely shitting on uh, the live action Disney movies and then when fucking Spider Man No Way Home or Encanto uh, arrives into theaters they'll completely change their tune. And be like, oh, 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 this movie is so good. It, I, I get that you can kind of hate Disney and treat them like, obviously, you can hate Disney and still like some of their films. But at the same time, it, you really, and it's not even just, um, it's not even just like the, the MCU people, it's families. Because families don't go on the internet. Most adults don't really use the internet often. You really think that they would, but it's kind of rare outside of certain groups where you find um, people over the age of 50 on the internet uh, talking about movies or having these uh, critical thinking moments in general. Because it's difficult. Um, Parents have kids. They work a lot. They really don't have time to be on Twitter or Facebook every, every, you know, 24 hours. Um, So they're not going to worry about reviews. They're just going to take their kids to see the things that are most plausible. Uh, the people are taking their kids to see Sing 2, even though a lot of the internet kind of doesn't like Illumination. They're going to go see the live-action Lion King, even though it's a garbage movie. I, most people don't really care what movies are garbage and what movies aren't. They're not going to have, like, opinions on that. They're gonna, they just want to go uh, to the theater and watch films with their kids, or they're going to sit down on streaming services and watch movies with their kids 
and kind of nothing is going to change regardless. It's really the parents that are kind of it there's a lot of underlying factors about the fact that Disney is growing more and more powerful each day solely because of these young impressionable mind minds who can go from hating Disney one day to loving a Disney movie the next. And there's going to be a lot of adults that simply do not care. I live in a very democratic city. And every time I go to work, there's still people who refuse to wear a mask and claim disability because they don't want to wear a mask. So every single time I, I go out there, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How? I, there's nothing that people, are, people do on Twitter that isn't a vast majority is going to change how people view movies. It's simply not. That's simply not what's going to happen. Um, I talk for like 10 minutes longer than I normally do. This is a really passionate subject for me. I love movies. I want to be a script writer, a screenwriter, and uh, this is just... I believe that eventually we can become a society that can move past Marvel movies, but that day's not going to come anytime soon, unfortunately. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep working on the movie I'm writing. I'm going to keep working on the TV shows I'm working on and hope that one day the world can see my finished product and uh, think about it critically, how they feel and try to at least understand the points of views where I'm coming from. Okay, that, that's enough for today.